everyone, welcome back to Sustainability Speaks. We're your hosts, Deja and Saskia. On today's podcast, we're excited to welcome Michael, the CEO of Sprout. Michael, would you like to introduce yourself and give us a brief overview of what Sprout World does so listeners just get a, an insight from the beginning? Yes, my name is Michael Stavsholm and I'm the CEO and founder of uh, Sprout. Uh, Sprout is mainly known for our pencils you can plant. We hold a, a patent for writing instruments you can plant. Before we get into the details of the, the pencil and pens, um, can you just tell us a bit about your personal background and how you kind of got to where you are today? Yes, uh, I originally uh, has been educated in shipping. I work with the uh, Merck line, the big uh, global shipping uh, company, uh, for some years, uh, and then I went to Asia. I lived in Asia for almost uh, 15 years, where I switched direction from shipping to to the garment apparel uh, industry, um, and then came back to Europe uh, some years ago when I uh, actually started uh, Sprout. Great, thank you so much for that overview. And um, we know that previously you had a career as a sustainability advisor. And what perhaps made you move away from wanting to advise different businesses into starting your own? Exactly, it, it was uh, back in, uh, in about uh, 2009, 2010, I returned from Asia. And I was doing a lot of uh, speaking uh, and workshops and so on about sustainability because everyone was talking about it, but no one could really put words to it. We were talking about responsible production, uh, responsible procurement, how to produce, where to produce and do it under decent working conditions. And sustainability started to become part of it. And again, everyone was talking about it just like today, uh, but it's a very, very fluffy, uh, thing so hard to put words to and that's uh, that's basically uh, where I was when I came across this route uh, pencil. So where did the idea come from exactly? Um, what year did you found this? I uh, originally in, in uh, early 2013 uh, heard about this uh, pencil you can plant it had uh, it was on kickstarter.com where some young students from MIT in Boston had uh, put it up for, for funding, for crowdfunding. They had come up with the idea during some design class uh, for looking at the sustainable uh, office equipment for the future. And somehow these uh, young uh, robotic engineers, they came up with a pencil you can plant, which I thought was a, a real fun uh, and actually fantastic idea. Because to me, it was what sustainability was, was all about, that you take a product, you use it for its intentional, uh, intended purpose, and instead of throwing it out after use, you give it new life uh, and, and use it for something uh, entirely different. In the case of the Sprout Pencil, you, you literally give it new life by planting it, growing uh, cherry tomatoes or basil or spruce uh, trees, and that, to me is what it's all about and that's something both adults and kids uh, alike can understand so it was a lot easier to explain sustainability to all these big corporations i was working with so when you talk about planting the pencil when you manufacture them do you are there seeds within it in, in the, at the end of the uh, pencil where normally the uh, eraser would be 
We have a, a capsule, a seed capsule, which is made from cellulose. Uh, it's uh, plant-based, so 100% natural. And inside that capsule, uh, you have the, the seeds. So what happens is that you write with your pencil like you normally would, and when you have the stock left that you would normally throw out, instead of throwing it out, you put that uh, stock with a green capsule, a seed capsule, in the soil uh, of a pot. And the first time you water it, uh, the capsule will dissolve and uh, the seeds will come out. And you just have to take care of it like any other plant. Uh, lots of uh, water, uh, some natural light, and of course, some uh, love, and it will grow uh, into a big basil uh, plant, for instance. Um, are, are the plants all different, or do they? Is it one type of plant only? Um, no, we have uh, many different uh, seeds and plants. Uh, it's all engraved or printed on your pencil, which seed is inside. So we have lots of herbs like thyme, sage, uh, basil. We also have cherry tomato, and we have lots of uh, flowers like forget-me-not, uh, sunflower, wildflowers. And then we have uh, sprout pencils with spruce seeds so that you can grow your own uh, Christmas tree. Oh wow, that's super cool. I don't think I'd be any good at that. That's a big project. <laughs> Not, it's a long-term project. It yeah. takes a few years. Yeah, because I was also going to say, like, when you use a pencil, I still have pencils that I bought, you know, five, six years ago. So it's such, you know, it's a very, pencils obviously last you for such a long time. And I think then to be able to essentially give them a new life in such a way is, um, it's a quite a long process. You, you'll you be quite committed um, to your stationery that you bought. Um, I just have a question with regards to your target audience and your customers. Because I think something that you've touched upon, this is something that is very applicable to adults and also children. And I think also for families as well, it could be quite a nice thing to do together. Do you also distribute to schools perhaps who then, you know, use those pencils throughout their classrooms or offices? We, 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 we do, but uh, our main market is companies, is, is the B2B market. So companies are uh, buying sprout pencils to have their own sustainable messages uh, engraved or printed on the pencils, and they use them to market uh, towards their customers, their employees, to, to uh, tell their story, to tell their sustainability story, because that is the biggest, one of the biggest challenges today in sustainability is how to tell what you're doing uh, on sustainability. So it's 70% of our market, and, and we work with big uh, clients like IKEA, Disney, uh, Porsche, uh, we work with banks, insurance companies. Any, anyone you can imagine uh, has or, or will purchase brow pencils because it's an easy way of communicating what you're doing. Uh, a lot of people call it an icebreaker because if you give a, a, a sprout pencil you can plant, you can immediately start to talk about sustainability. If you give someone a plastic ball pen, which is not very environmentally friendly, by the way, everyone has seen that. It, it, it's, and it's nothing to talk about. People will just take it and throw it out uh, because they have received hundreds in their lifetime. So it's a great icebreaker and conversation style. Yeah, that's a very good point. I mean, when we were at university, we went to so many career fairs and the amount of I don't even know what else to call it other than tat. Like it's rubbish. You get given like pen, pens, um, just plastic things that just go straight in the bin. Nobody ever uses them. It's so bad. Um, this is such a good way to overcome that. 
It is plus, plus of course, uh, a big uh, about 25 percent of our market is to private consumers, mainly using the Sprout pencils as gifts. So you purchase them and you give them to your best friend, uh, to your kids, uh, grandkids, whatever, because the gifts you give today tells a lot about you as a person. So if you give something that is actually uh, sustainable, something that gives back by being able to plant it and so on, it's just, it, it, it's a much, much better gift than just giving just another plastic thing or something forgettable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess also something, a thought that I've just had now as well, since you are more, mostly a B2B organization and then obviously if you you know distribute your stock to big organizations like IKEA, there's going to be a lot of it. Um, and of course, your end goal is that the, then those organizations um, or their users who then get gifted the Sprout Pencil, then they go ahead and plant it. Um, how are you able to trace that that's happening and that it's not just being thrown away? We are not able to, to uh, track that and, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I, I don't want to claim uh, we can. The only way we could do that was if we put a microchip in the seed capsules so that we could track if they were actually planted. The only way we can see it is that every day we get photos from all over the world. Uh, we sell in 80 countries, we've sold more than 40 million pieces of normal sprout pencils and, and we get a lot of pictures from adults, from kids uh, who has planted their sprout pencils and are now having a wildflower or a two meter tall uh, sunflower. So we know it's, it's, it's being done, but whether it's 25% or 50% or whether everyone is planting their sprout pencil, I, I wouldn't uh, be able to, to make any claims to, to that, but I know it's a lot. On the, on the flip side of that, I suppose even if they don't plant the capsule, like you said, it disintegrates anyway, so there isn't really a negative effect of that. No, no not at all. There's, there's no negative effect uh, from that. Uh, the only thing is that uh, you won't see your plant uh, coming from the sprout pencil, which is sort of against the <laughs> Um. So recently you have decided to go into the beauty industry. Can you go into a bit of detail about that, sort of what prompted this idea, when this was, um, and why? Yes, we just uh, recently launched a, a makeup uh, liner, line of eyeliners, uh, brow liners. Later will uh, perhaps come lip liners and concealers and so on, all of which you can plant after use. And it's a very, very different uh, industry uh, and, and maybe also partly target group than we are working with uh, before. But the thing is that we have this patent that covers plant, uh, writing instruments you can plant. And we had a brainstorm in the company uh, four or five years ago. What other products could we develop? And, and one uh, employee said, why don't we make uh, eyeliners you can plant? And I thought it was a horrible idea because uh, how big can that market be? It turns out it's very big, very, very big, uh, the, the whole liner industry. Um, so we spent a lot of years uh, developing the right formula um, together with experts, together with the, the, the right people, so that the formula would be 100% natural uh, and 100% vegan. And also, very importantly, we wanted to be uh, allergy friendly, which meant we had to go through a long process of getting it certified uh, 
them certified as allergy friendly. Um, and that actually is very strange because I would have thought that anything you put in your face, uh, your eyes, should be allergy certified and, and, and friendly. But that's not the way the industry uh, works. So it's it's actually very rare. And, and our eyeliners are, are, are one of few on the market that are allergy certified. Yeah, that's amazing. That's very interesting as well, because I think it's interesting because obviously you're still within the pencil region, you know, speaking about it, obviously for very, very different uses. Um, I guess my question in terms of, you know, you going into the beauty industry, I think that the industry, there's so many competitors and but equally there are very, you know, different types of um, products that are being manufactured within the beauty industry and also different types of companies. You'll have ones which focus on sustainability and veganism, for example, and you'll have ones which don't do that, but also have their own respective big audiences. Going into that industry, were you not perhaps a bit concerned about the competition and also um, how are you navigating that? No, no I, I never, we never look to competition. Uh, I mean, to, to, uh, to be a little bit, uh, how do you say, it, uh, cocky, we, we, sh we, we don't really have any competition because we have a patent on what we are doing. We, we are the only ones that have products which we give, uh, or, or writing instruments at least, that you give, second, give a second life. Um, so what, what is happening is that, that we, are, we are Sprout World. We have our uh, Sprout pencils, which is graphite and, and uh, color, which we are selling to one market, both B2B and B2C. And then we have now uh, uh, the liners, beauty products that also has a second life. And it's, it's talking to a very sustainable, a very uh, environmentally friendly, conscious uh, consumer, someone who really wants to make a difference and who doesn't want to just throw away products after use. Uh, and, and because that's actually the biggest challenge today is not how you produce your products or where you produce them. It's not really how you use it either. We should all be past that as companies. We, we should have, that should already be done and, and uh, in order. The biggest challenge is what happens to the products we make after people are done using them. And, and that's what we are uh, taking care of with, with our plantable uh, liners or, or pencils. And, and talking about the competition, uh, we've had tremendous um, feedback from consumers, but also from the industry and from the uh, the media. I mean, the Times of, of the UK called it uh, one of the most sustainable uh, beauty products of the year uh, just a month ago. So, I, I mean, we're talking into a specific target group. Um, and I think that beauty companies will have to follow us and look much, much closer to how they do things and what happens to their products. Um, sorry, just backtracking a bit. As you mentioned, the um, pencil you sell mostly to businesses. With the um, eyeliner, have you found that's all been to individuals or do you also have a lot of business interest there? We have uh, decided to focus on, our, on, on online uh, sales of uh, the makeup of the liners. So we said we sell uh, we launched on our own web shop in, in Europe initially, and then recently uh, a few months ago we launched on uh, all Amazon uh, channels to expand the, the sales uh, base. 
but but we um, it, it's all done on the Sprout brand, so Sprout liners and Sprout cosmetics. Um, so we are not going to do private label for any uh, cosmetic companies, for instance. Uh, but of course, we're looking at uh, collaborations, and we're getting a lot of interest from basically all the big uh, beauty retailers and, and, and brands. So that could be a possibility going forward. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, you've been in Times UK, which is a great achievement. Where are you guys based and where do you deliver to? Uh, our headquarters in, uh, in Copenhagen in Denmark. We also have an uh, office in, uh, in, in Boston in the USA. Uh, and then we have people uh, located all over, uh, employees located all over Europe as well as in, in the USA. Um, we ship to uh, 80 plus different countries, uh, mainly in Europe and, and North America. We have our production focused where we sell that means in, in Europe, all our production and all our raw materials are coming from Europe. Seeds, capsules, wood, uh, the pencils, and the actual production is all done within the EU. Um, and, and then we're shipping uh, to, to uh, all over Europe. Of course, like everyone else, we're having a little bit challenges with Brexit uh, and UK, which is uh, frustrating because the UK is a very, very big market for us uh, and still is. But we ship to uh, all over Europe and, and North America, mainly. Um, great, thank you for that. And also just to <clears throat> reinforce what Saskia said in terms of the achievements that you have had, you know, congrats, they're amazing. Um, and with regards to, you said your production is mainly in Europe, which I think inevitably reduces your carbon footprint because you don't need to get shipments you know from somewhere in asia for example or south america um, or the african continent um but inevitably there will still be um, a production of carbon within that process so how do you incorporate sustainability into other aspects of your business i guess more um on the internal pr procedures it's it's an extremely big part of our uh, business uh, model uh, we have a a sustainability director who has a, a whole team working around her to make sure that everything we do is uh, above board, is accountable, uh, we are accountable for it, and uh, everything's natural. She has the final say on, on any new product uh, development, any new moving of a raw material. Uh, she can veto uh, that if it doesn't live up to, to, to the standards. Because we do the, the production locally, it's the same in North America. We have a production in the, in the Midwest uh, and we get all materials from the US. So we do that locally also. But uh, we, we have done our life cycle assessments uh, and on a product level, we are not only uh, carbon neutral, we are, we are way past uh, um, carbon negative uh, on, a, on a product level and that's important. Um, so right now what we're doing is we are working on uh, the same assessments and calculations on a brand level to include uh, our office, uh, include uh, how the employees get to the office, do they do bicycle or, or take car and, and so on and so on. And that's a bigger one. But, but on a product level, we are, we are carbon uh, negative uh, and, and documented by the LCA and, and so on. Um, 
So on your website, you say that you're planning to become carbon positive. What steps are you taking to become carbon positive, and do you have a timeline for this? Um, we're actually launching a new website uh, in a few weeks, which will have a lot more information and uh, news on that. But um, we we take a lot of steps to ensure that we are carbon uh, positive. We use, for instance, one shipping company, and everything is is being carbon uh, neutralized on on the shipping alone. Um, what happens is that when we make sprout pencils, we cut down one tree, and uh, whenever we do that, because it's FSC uh, or PFC certified, we will plant new trees immediately instead of that. But from that one tree we cut down to make pencils, we make 175,000 pieces of sprout pencils from just one tree. So imagine we're already replanting, but we also produce potentially new 175,000 uh, basil plants, uh, spruce trees, or, or whatever, from that one tree. So that in itself is already doing a lot towards carbon uh, uh, negativity. But at the same time, we have recently made an, um, an uh, what do you call it, a, a big agreement with the, uh, most of our tree is coming from Poland. So where we also have the production to keep it in, in one place. And we made a deal with the, with the Polish uh, state forests to purchase forest land in Poland, where we are now replanting uh, new trees. And that is not going to be used for our production. That's just uh, trees, uh, forest, that is going to grow for the next 10, 20, 30 years, uh, whatever, and which we will continue to expand. And, and it's, it's not a commercial project at all. It's only our way of making absolutely sure that we try to inspire others uh, how you can actually become carbon positive, uh, carbon negative, of course. Uh, not just talking about it, but actually doing something. Great, that's an amazing initiative, 100%. And I think that's something that you've done that's incredible is that you've incorporated sustainability into your business model from the very beginning. Whereas I feel like a lot of industries and a lot of companies are obviously moving towards that direction, which is great, but they're still considering sustainability as like an afterthought as opposed to following through from the beginning all the way through to the end and beyond. Um, also something that we've read up about in with regards to Sprout is um, your use of blockchain. So could you perhaps talk us through that? It, uh, it, uh, we're not using it yet, uh, but it's, it's a very, very big project that we are in the process of making. Um, the reason we, are, we, um, we have started to build uh, a blockchain for, for the Sprout, uh, for, for our company and for our products, is for transparency. Because, like you say, um, a lot of companies are focused on, on sustainability uh, and they say they're doing a lot of things, which is great. But unfortunately, very often, those are claims that they cannot really back uh, with documentation. So what we want to do is to, to show that it's actually possible by, by using blockchain, you can be 100% transparent about where your seeds are coming in, I mean, in our case, where the seeds are coming from, where the wood is being cut, where is the production, where is it being shipped to, and, and there can be no questions about what we say, because everyone can go to our website, 
and can see the blockchain where where the vessels is from. Oh, they're from Italy. Okay, no problem. That's locally where where they uh, where they sell. So it's all about transparency. And with blockchain, the great thing is that you you can't cheat. I mean, you 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 can't tamper with the with the with blockchain. Once it's there, it's there for everyone to uh, to see. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so I've got another question about what's on your website. As you can tell, we've been reading up. Um, I can see that you're becoming a certified B Corporation. What does this mean and why are you becoming one? Uh, B, B Corp is, um, is, um, is a way of uh, making sure that your uh, social and environmental impact is being tracked, measured and documented. And and um, it's it's a great um, it's a great way of making sure that what you say is what you do, because B Corp is holding you very very much accountable, and they're doing it every year, every two years. They're coming back, rechecking and making uh, making sure that everything is, is in order. And there are some great companies being B Corp, like the Body Shop, uh, Ben and Jerry, uh, Patagonia, some of the real. Uh, front runners in, in the uh, sustainability uh, area. So we decided a year ago that uh, we wanted to go through that process to make sure that, that everything we did was also being uh, uh, verified by uh, outside third party. And, and we are done with the, with the process, uh, <laughs> flying colors and, and lots of points and all this. So we're just waiting for the, the final uh, confirmation from, uh, from B Corp. But it's, it's an important uh, certification for us uh, also. Other than making your product sustainable, is there any other messages that you're trying to send? Always happy to talk about uh, sustainability and, and how we do, because what I can say, and what you can uh, hopefully use is that when Sprout started and for the first few years, it was all about the product. It's a great product and, and the icebreak and everything that we talked about. but. Um, in the last three, four, five years, we also realized that it's much bigger than just products. That uh, what we actually want to do is to inspire other people, other companies uh, on how to handle sustainability. Because again, it's a very fluffy thing and, and how do I get started? Uh, how do I... Uh, it's just too big for most people. So what we want to do is to to show people that you can do small things in your everyday life and maybe they're small but when you add them all up it actually becomes big uh, big things and that's that's very very important uh, it's very important to get started on sustainability maybe it takes years or it takes takes long time maybe you have to take it step by step but you need to get started that's really important and that's what we want to inspire others uh, towards who yeah, I guess with getting started, what would be your, let's say, top three points of advice? It's, <clears throat> first, first of all, I think, it, I just think it's important that you always look sustainability into what you do from the beginning. Don't, don't do it later, because then it becomes much more difficult to, to, to handle and, and maybe impossible. So always think about it from the beginning. I also think it's important that, that companies, no matter the, uh, whether they're small or, or big, that they have people that are dedicated to sustainability and know what it's all about. I see very often that, that companies are, it's in the communications department, or even worse, it's in the marketing department. 
that are also CSR or, or whatever. Don't, don't do like that. You are telling the world that it doesn't really matter. It's not important. So make sure you dedicate resources uh, on the human side to, to uh, sustainability. And then it's back to uh, just, just start at least somewhere. Because if we all look at polar bears and the ice is melting, the CO2 is, is, uh, is really bad, we never get started. So use, uh, we call it the salami, salami method. You slice it one by one, piece by piece, and then it suddenly becomes much more uh, tangible and, and easy to, to work with. Um, so we've spoken a lot about your successes. What would you say your greatest success to date is? That's uh, that's a fantastic question. Uh, there could be a lot of uh, fantastic uh, achievements for Sprout. There's also, for me personally, and also for Sprout, of course, been failures along the way. Uh, people think that uh, building a, a company is a sustainability is a straight line going up. Uh, it's up and down, up and down, all the way. Just that's the way it is. I, I don't want to sound uh, kitsch or anything, but, but one of the greatest achievements, I think, is when I see people using Sprout pencils, actually using them, writing with them, uh, and planting them, sending us pictures, uh, saying that, that now they understand what sustainability is all about, and now they can better think about it in their everyday life. That, that to me, is... Then, then we have uh, succeeded. And... What would you say are your future goals and ambitions? Obviously you have your, you know, the beauty aspect of the company. Is there anything else in the pipeline that you're able to tell us, of course? Um, we, we don't have uh, right now uh, new product lines uh, planned. I think we are very, very focused on building our core business, the, the Sprout Pencils uh, companies and, and consumers, but also because it still is in, in its infancy, uh, focused on building the whole beauty uh, part of, of Sprout and the Sprout Princess. Um, I mean, looking forward, my dream, our dream is uh, not necessarily to, to just sell a lot of products. We want to be a lighthouse of sustainability. Uh, we want to be someone that Disney or Ikea or others are looking to for inspiration on how to actually get things done. Mm -hmm. that's, that's my dream at least. I think that's really achievable. I mean, you've got a great, you've got a great message. You've got a great product, and it sounds like you've got a great team behind you too. Oh, very, very, uh, fantastic team, unbelievable. Great, thank you so much. Um, to all of our listeners, we will be linking all the links to the to Sprout's website and social media in the description of this podcast. So we strongly encourage you to check them out and. Um, yeah, Michael, once again, thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure speaking to you and learning.